Sunrise over the South Pacific. Not a bad way to wake up in my camp spot in dunes on Pikery Beach. I delay in the warmth, hoping the sun will dry the dew. No such luck. Once I open the thermarest valve, game is on, wet or not. And it means time to pack and get going. I take a selfie as a way to look in a mirror I don't have with me. I don't like the face I see, wrinkled and saggy, but I console myself with what my body can do. The beach is pristine and empty except for a bit of hairstyle grass I carry out on my shoe and one awaiting surfboard. Mist rises in the distance, ghostly white in the hot sun. I'm now on stage two of ten of the Te Araroa, and I'm ready for a break to repair gear and repair myself. But that's still days away. I try to focus on just one step at a time to be present in this moment without an eye towards the zero day or days awaiting me. You're listening to The P-Rag, Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. I'm Allison Young, the Blissful Hiker, sometime professional flutist, sometime voice artist, and full-time pedestrian. Like the small backpacking essential of the same name, the P-Rag shares the sometimes unglamorous but vital truth about empowerment as badass people who really don't need permission to blaze our own trails in this journey we call life. Thanks to Lecky Trekking Poles for supporting the P-Rag podcast. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lecky's should be in your hands. And also Belega Socks, makers of the best blister-resist, non-slouching, foot-massaging socks for any trail. This is episode 12 of the P-Rag, and I'm sharing my walk of the Tiararoa with you. If you want to pick up right from the start, all of the episodes are up for you to listen to at thepirag.com. It's been a steady diet of beach and bush, and I'll be away from beach for a few days now. But just as I leave, I see a public toilet. Aha! And water and soap. The small pleasures of life. A couple asks me at the toilet what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm going to use the toilet. No, what are you doing with the backpack? Oh, you're walking the entire length of a country. They want to ensure that I'm taking lots and lots of pictures along the way. They are surprised it'll take me five months to walk all of this, and then wish me well. A beautiful marine biologist named Lucy comes to her gate to fill my water bottle, adding big weight to my pack before a big hill. She warns me it's steep up Te Hikoe Ote Kur towards Mount Tamahunga, and there's lots of mud. That's okay. I'm an expert now with mud, so it's steady and slow I go up mostly slippery grass. Going slow makes me think of life and its seasons, how nothing can be rushed. You can't pull on the shoots to make them grow faster. I stop and drink some of Lucy's water. The Tamahunga Trail takes me along a ridge with a view to my camp spot far below on one very long stretch of beach. My mind, then my body, wanders right off the track, so I have to rewind to a narrow, mud-filled slope that looks best walked while doing the splits. A saddle lined with sharp gorse takes me into the Omaha forest, 
and everything immediately changes to bush and birdsong, silver ferns daintily revealing their undersides, and then ten chatty weekend hikers more interested in arriving than seeing the stupendous view. But they're friendly and excited to be here, taking my picture before heading back down. A solo Tasmanian hiker who has to be in her 70s is also hiking the Te Araroa all alone. Sadly, we don't click as she pontificates more than listens. So I walk on into the bush, climbing hand over hand up a muddy and slippery section that opens to a helicopter pad with views for miles. The trail is steep and slick, up and down through bush. Furry fiddleheads larger than my fist spring up out of the fecund ground. I'm thrilled it's not raining. Two hikers ahead pick their way carefully down through a particularly awkward section, and I see one is trying to avoid the worst of the mud. Oh, come on now, you just gotta go through it, I tell her. The long-haired blonde turns around and smiles at me, urging me to go first. She's French, named Lydie, and has the cutest dimpled grin that makes her appear up to no good. Her partner is a red-headed German named Stefan, his head and beard shaved close, his backpack enormous. As I pass, I notice in the side pockets two bottles of Heineken. I like them already. The trail spits us out onto a road, which I dutifully walk facing traffic on the right. Liddy leads the way, catching up to me, but refusing to walk with me on the right side of the road, seemingly not out of spite, but more because she simply doesn't want to be inconvenienced to cross the road. I take their picture marching along, self-sufficient and content. Behind them is the huge hump of beautiful Kawa Island gleaming in the Haraki Gulf, a prized bit of real estate that was fought over by Maori for centuries. Lidi is only 24, but wise for her years. She knows herself well. I'm impressed that she wants to give this hike a try while here on a working tourist visa. She tells me she hitches the boring parts and moves extremely fast so we'll likely lose each other soon. But I admire that she's comfortable with who she is and with what she wants, refusing to be afraid of anything. We pass a house of barking dogs and a fence festooned with dozens of discarded boots, then leave the road for the dome forest, another slip-and-slide advanced tramping track. The sign tells us it's 2,435 kilometers to bluff, and I decide then and there that these last days of solitude have been special, but now I'm gonna bring it to an end and walk with these two. I feel affection towards them, and besides, they intend to push all the way to the famous Dome Cafe before it closes at five. I can almost taste right now that burger with everything and a large, thick shake. We move fast through the bush. Let me tell you, this is really hard walking. Steep up and steep down in the deep gumbo, huge twisting exposed roots, plus a vine and downed tree obstacle course. We leap from boulder to boulder over Waifiu stream, then meet a forest track that takes us up again to another muddy trail. We do fly through the bush, 
and I'm amazed not only that I seem to have mastered epic mud and wildly steep trails, but that my ankle is fine, and I can move as well as two hikers less than half my age. But no matter our speed, there is absolutely no chance we'll make it to the cafe. So we decide to set up camp here in a wide, grassy spot right on the track, with non-biting houseflies just a nuisance and no view whatsoever. There's no water here, but it's just a half kilometer back to the rocky river crossing, where I clean off the mud from my shoes, splash my hair and my body, and give my tired feet a chilly soak. I lope up the hill in my fake crocs to where Lydie and Stefan are set up, and a small flat place is reserved for me. Lydie gives me her dimply smile, looking at me sideways. At first I wonder if they spied me stripped bare to take my bath in the stream. We waited for you to have a beer, she says to me. I look at her quizzically. We waited, she repeats, because we didn't carry two bottles. We carried three. It's so good to have a beer once you finish the hike. Oh, doing, yeah, doing the hike. <laughs> Friends, let me tell you, no beer ever tasted better. Cheers. Cheers. It's the good stuff. It's called value. Yeah, we get values. You're listening to The P-Rag, Unfiltered Adventures of the Blissful Hiker. Through sharing my stories of walking long-distance trails solo as a middle-aged female hiker, I hope I can empower you to find your inner badass and learn to hike your own hike, too. If you're enjoying the storytelling, consider subscribing to The P-Rag wherever you get your podcasts. And if you listen on Apple, take the time to leave a review. It really helps others like you find the podcast. I'm up and out early. Exotic birds becoming friends wake me. It'll be a very big day to get all the way to Puhoy, a tiny settlement on the Puhoy River, a word that means slow and sluggish and an apt name. Maybe if I get a burger after this big mountain climb, I can make that happen. The tent is damp. I'm damp. But I feel relatively clean, the feet still managing to move well, not fast, but fast enough. Why is it that a kind act, like sharing one of their beers, gets me all panicky inside? All the upset of my life bubbles out of my pores as I use the thru-hike to work out whatever it is I need to work out. It's hardly an escape for me. It's more a coming to terms. I'm way ahead of the others, knowing they'll catch me up as I walk slow, savoring the morning sun, fuzzy in the mist through Rimu, Kanuka, Hinau and Pigeonwood, not to mention so many tree ferns. I'm overcome by the compactness of all I need in my back and that my legs keep taking me where I want to go. I'm entranced by this morning. I come to a young cowrie forest, tall and straight, a jigsaw puzzle of gray-brown bark, opaque green lichen and vines creeping to the canopy. The two Finnish people from a few days ago pass cold as ice and don't acknowledge me as they move quickly past. Are they enjoying this, I wonder? Trail runners bound by in bright colors with bright smiles. I'm in the dome forest and finally spy the dome ahead, 
as well as the highway, raucous even on an early Sunday morning. A wooden platform is set up to keep walkers off the roots of the cowrie giants. I say a greeting to these lovelies from our California redwoods. When I get to the next summit, I can't help but think of Bill Bryson describing the Appalachian Trail through Georgia of just forest as far as the eye can see with no variation. Just green wave upon green wave, huge expanse of forest that I'll walk through eventually. A Dutch couple crashes in on me and tells me the real view is actually further along. It's beautifully cleared with a wooden platform landing. Here the track changes immediately from advanced to easy tramping track and on stairs. A sign warns those coming up the stairs that the section I just walked should only be attempted by people in good physical condition and with good footwear. In contrast, the stairs can be managed in heels. I skip down two at a time, blissfully taking full strides that lead me to high-calorie food. Signs ask us to remove our muddy shoes before entering the cafe. But everyone is cheery, and I ordered the deluxe lamb burger with egg, bacon, cheese, lettuce, tomato, and beetroot, plus chips, and an extra-large thick shake. It's the breakfast of champions. Flores and Marjolaine left their jobs in Utrecht to hike the TA. They're laid back, taking things as they come. We stuff ourselves and then try to figure out the plan from Puhoy. The official trail goes down the river to the ocean and requires renting kayaks. But the tides are not on our side. I call one rental company, and they're out of business. Another is too busy, and the final one closed. But being around these two mellows me out, and I relax and just enjoy my burger, figuring the trail will provide. Flores gives me some good advice that he received from another Dutch Tiararoa walker. Simply enjoy each day, no rush, and don't worry, since things do tend to come together. Stefan and Lydie show up, and we crowd around a table on the veranda. Just as I'm ready to leave, I get a text from one of the rental places. Meet tomorrow at 4.30 sharp at the Puhoy car park. I text them back right away that it's five going now, and that seems to be just fine. It's up and over and back into farmland. Cows come when I whistle a complicated atonal piece of music. Then a man pops his head over a fence to offer me more water before I walk through a Get Smart series of gates. The weather changes as clouds move in. I can see rain off in the distance, but nothing on me yet. A nobo, or northbound walker, passes me, all smiles. Over this top, the view opens back to the sea, then right back into bush, huge ferns layering the path. I come to an area controlled not only for dieback, but also for goats, though I see none, so they must be well in hand. It's down and down between farm fields giving way to homes, but nowhere near town. Instead, after 20 miles of walking, it's right back up and up more. On stairs, thankfully, but my thighs are burning, my feet ready to give up. These stairs, though, take me into some of the finest bush I've ever seen. It's well-tended and easy tramping track through palms, cowrie, and everything I've come to know up close. 
And it's not the mud of the Ratea forest, not the winding up and down tripping hazard of every other forest I've walked this far for kilometers on end. Rather, it's a soft landing to this wonderful day just to breathe in. It's me, the blissful hiker, tramping in the New Zealand bush. My new friends are already here, waving to me from the pub, having hitched the last part. I spoil myself by taking a room in the 1879 Puhoi Pub and Hotel. I'm their only guest, and they give me the run of the second floor. What a good day it's been, and full of surprises. Also a little education about letting things happen, and this from people much younger than me. I take a long soak in an old tub until I prune, then put on a fluffy terry cloth robe provided by the hotel and sit on the covered porch as the rain finally comes down. I order a beautiful tart, effervescent local brew, and a homemade clam chowder, the music seeping up to my perch from the bar below. It's all hits from the decade of my birth, the 1960s, and curiously, all American hits. Thanks so much to Lecky Trekking Poles for supporting the PRAG podcast. If you want to be a blissful hiker, Lecky should be in your hands. Also, Belega Socks, the best blister-resist, non-slouching, foot-massaging socks for any trail. And thank you also for listening. If you enjoy the podcast, you can subscribe. And actually, I'd ask you a favor to rate and review the PRAG podcast at Apple Podcasts. Apple's the one who makes sure I'm found by other interested people, and I know you want me to be found. The music you're hearing is me playing the flute. You can find the music on iTunes. You can also find the show notes and more about my hikes all over the world. They're at my website, thepirag.com. Next week, I kayak, wade an estuary up to my navel, then walk all the way to Auckland. Until then, my friends... Happy trails.